0: show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle related disciplines and exploration of topics that underpin well-being if you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and center in your life then this is the podcast for you i want you to feel calm nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Today, I'm delighted to introduce my guest, Sue Ellen Corden, who will share her inspiring story of how she rose above her wellbeing challenges, what has led to her vibrant health and how she shares her passion today. Welcome, Sue Ellen. Oh, well, thank you very much, Bev. Sue Ellen has a diploma in visual arts and has worked as a construction welder, environmental officer and rigger. Yes, you heard me right. She is a co-author of the Inspiration Bible, Speaker and Coach. She has learned from some of the best video marketers in Australia. Sue Ellen films for a number of channels and does documentaries. So Sue Ellen, how would you describe your journey to well-being? It was a tough one. I've got to be honest,
1: it, it was one of the, the toughest things that I had to do in my life actually at one point it was second by second so when i was at my absolute worst during my chronic fatigue my journey from chronic fatigue to wellness i could either breathe or speak i couldn't do both and i was i was devastated i was in my early 20s i was in the prime of my life and i hated the fact that i had this illness and so it took me a couple of years of really fighting this illness and it being really negative, just not wanting to get well and not knowing how to get well. And there was a point in my life where I just literally said a massive prayer and said, I can't go on any longer. If, if my life is going to be you know, looking like it's looking fatigued, not being able to think, not being able to in, just enjoy a conversation, I'm, I'm out of here. And so I did this big sort of prayer to the universe, like please help me, like I'm prepared to do whatever it takes. And when I did that, something happened and the person who I needed to to help me on my wellness journey literally turned up 12 hours later wow. and knocked at my door. And I'm like, wow, that's a fast turnaround for a request and he worked with me pretty much every day. Like I was, my mental and emotional and physical state was so bad, I didn't even believe that it was possible to get well. You know, my doctors said to me, well, you know, once, once, you, once you've got chronic fatigue, that's it, you'll just have to manage it, there'll be relapses. And, and I, so I just went, well... Gosh, that's not a good outcome. And this and this bloke who I met, who was a healer and nutritionist and that, and he he said to me, "Well, that's not the case, you know. You can be completely well, like it's possible. But how committed are you to to getting this?" And I thought, what a very strange question. I thought, of course I'm committed, but in actual fact, I hadn't committed to basically my whole, you know, if it took my whole life to get well. I would never stop, and it it has to be that level of commitment of of no matter what happens, no matter what obstacles and challenges come up, you just you get yourself back up and you keep going. and And I made that commitment to him, and he said, "Thank you. Now I can help you." Mm-hmm. And that was the start of. I thought my journey was long for the first two years before that. <laughs> it got harder. Oh um, well, wow. which I didn't think was even possible, but my commitment and my my level of faith that it was possible and it was possible for me that moment that i committed to myself the light of hope switched on and when that happens it doesn't matter what someone says it doesn't matter what obstacles someone comes up against there is always a way and i'm so grateful that that man really got me to commit to myself. And then it was, you know, it was a trial and error and, and and it was just a, you know, it was a long road to recovery. But I recovered. It took me about five years all up to completely recover and and get back to full wellness. And that's when I went and worked in the construction industry as a welder and and rigger and did some very physical work just to prove that, yes, I was was extremely well and I didn't have any of the allergies and any of the symptoms that I had when I had chronic fatigue. They all dissipated over time.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So in that process, what... Skills did you develop or lessons did you learn to improve your well being? Oh, there were there were so many. One
1: of the biggest lessons that took me probably the longest to really grasp was the fact that I was actually in control of my life. And that took me <laughs> took me years to develop that attitude. I kept searching, thinking, well, how does that how's that even possible? The thing is that even though my body was extremely fatigued I couldn't think properly and I my diet was so restricted the one thing that I had control of was my attitude and I needed a serious attitude adjustment when I first met this healer and in fact people used to when I used to go down the street people used to see me and walk they were repelled from me they would walk across the road like run across the road to get away from me because I just emitted this really negative woe is me energy I was constantly focused on what was going wrong and this bloke helped me to realize that he actually he got me to do an exercise which is one of the most invaluable exercises that I've ever done in my life and it's so simple and I'll share it with you I wrote down a list of all the things I couldn't do and it took uh, like four pages I I had a massive list I've been working on this list for over two years so I had a big one so I, I wrote all that down he said all right now you've written that down Write down a list of all the things you can do. That stumped me, that list. So I was like, oh, my gosh. So I'm like, well, I can I can breathe. one I can do. I could, for some reason, I put ironing down there. I could iron for 10 minutes and then I would be so exhausted I would fall asleep for another eight hours afterwards. You know, I could enjoy the sunshine. And there was one other and I can't remember it, but I, I could only come up with four. And he said, all right, I want you to look at the two lists and the one the list of all the things that you can't do i want you to scrunch that up and and i had a combustion heater at the time and he said i want you just to get rid of it throw it in the bin burn it whatever and he said i don't want you to ever think about what you can't do again i want you to only focus on this list that you can do and I thought, gee, I wish i put a few more things on there. Um, <laughs> so I was living with my mum because I couldn't care for my for myself. My, I was living with my mum and dad. And my mum was delighted because ironing was on the list. And so I started ironing for 10 minutes a day. So I had to only focus on what was on this list. So my ironing skills improved. But the funny thing was the first time that I ironed and then I fell asleep for eight hours, I had that was the first time I had accomplished something. I didn't just... Being on the couch and not really achieved anything then I, I ironed for 15 minutes and then and then got you know longer and longer and longer time frame and then you know with my breathing I could breathe for longer I could you know I could then go for a walk outside for longer and things just started to be you know expanded upon and it wasn't until years later when I got well that I reflected back to that list and there was not one thing on that list that I could not do years later wow. Wow. and I never focused on what I was missing I simply built and focused on what I could I could build on and what I could do and that stayed with me forever so you know if there's one piece of advice definitely you know your situation may look and seem really hopeless and helpless that there will be one thing that you can do and that you can focus on that and expand it and it'll give you great pleasure because you're doing it and accomplishing and the rest of what you can't do will simply fall into place as you walk your path.
0: And so you talked about this negative attitude. Was that ever a problem for you before you were unwell or did that manifest as a result of being unwell?
1: Uh, It was something that, that had snuck into my life. So I, um, I'm a horse rider, and I had a, a, a pony from a young age. And I can remember, you know, doing certain tasks and thinking, "Oh my gosh, you know, like everyone's better than me. You know, they can, they'll be able to do that better." And so I did. I did struggle with, you know, sort of not feeling, you know, good enough. I worked really hard. I come from a farming background, and you know, and no one ever gets, you know, fatigued when you've got farming parents. It's just not in their vocabulary you know it's like well if you're laying on the couch you must be lazy so you know get up and get going yeah so for me I didn't have a lot of self-belief and um, I had a lot of self-doubt but when I got when I came down with chronic fatigue it was like you know oh that'd be typical oh my gosh like I've lost everything and it magnified that negativity to a massive proportion I mean it was you know I couldn't I got to a point where I couldn't change my perspective on it at all. Um
0: yeah, sort of get stuck down the rabbit hole and not see a way out.
1: Yeah, completely. And I was so so focused on on what I couldn't do that it consumed me and then I just attracted more of that. And so more of that showed up and then that reinforced my belief that, you know, this was hopeless and helpless. But then when I changed my focus, I couldn't change the situation immediately and, um, and that's something that I've, I'm really grateful for now is that over my life, like when I set myself a, a task or a goal, you know, I can, I can keep going for that goal even if I perceive there is no change. There might be there's just little subtle ones that are going on inside me and I can sense it and I'm like, I'm on the right, I'm going in the right direction. And for me, going in the right direction as is as good as getting there. Because if you're heading in the right direction, you're going to get there one day. And so that philosophy is in, you know, I've got that in my, in my whole life now. And in fact, after I had chronic fatigue um, and I was well from that for years, I ended up having an operation and it went wrong and I woke up in chronic pain, like instantly overnight, no more welding, couldn't lift a dinner plate. You know, I was lugging welding equipment, but suddenly I woke up and my dinner plate was really heavy. And instead of going back into the negative of where I normally would have gone the first time I had my illness, the first thing that happened for me was it's like, okay, what can I do? What's the first step? It only took me 18 months to get well from a severe bout of chronic pain where I, I literally couldn't sit for longer than 10 minutes. But my mindset helped me to I, just, I didn't have to suffer the, the mm. second time. I suffered terribly the first time. I was in pain both times, but it was, it was temporary. And, in fact, I went back rigging after working with the cranes after I, I recovered from the chronic pain. And my doctor at the time said to me, she wrote, wrote the letter of you know, fit for work, and she said, I have no idea how you got well. She said it wasn't anything I did. And she wrote spontaneous healing on the, the form. Mm you know and and i thought you know what there was nothing spontaneous about it i did the inner work every single day on my life for that 18 months and for the first 15 months no one really saw any difference you know i knew that i was making a difference but no one else could really see the physical aspect of that and then at the 15 month mark they're all going oh my gosh it's a miracle you're riding your horse you you know you, you you you're running you're doing you know and that they're going wow it's a miracle it's like no I started day one every single day my health was a focus and I did visualization or you know my self-talk nutrition and I, I use food as a way of fueling my body and be able to heal. I listened to a lot of other people, but I always did a check on me first. Mm. And if it took me closer to my goal of wellness, I did it again. If it took me further away, I stopped it. Even if my nutritionist or my naturopath told me, you have to do this. You have to take X amount of vitamin C a day. like It's essential for your health. If my body didn't agree with it, it was like... I, I just got highly attuned to to listening to myself and and that's that personal medicine We all we all have our personal medicine within us. And, you know, one of my my great personal medicine items is my horse. So I used to go out and spend a lot of time just standing in the sun, you know, just standing near my horse or patting my horse or thinking about my horse, thinking about feeling myself riding. I had a goal every day that I would be on my horse galloping along the beach, arms spread, chest expanded, just really sensing the the wind going past me the Mm. the salt air and every day in my in my mind I galloped on that beach every single day and I you know and I got my goal because it was was so important and I had to be well to achieve that goal it's it's a matter of finding each person needs to find what is that one thing that is just non-negotiable in their life set that as a goal and just strive every day that you're going to achieve it, no matter what. It's it's non-negotiable. You're gonna get there. It's just you don't know what the time frame is. And in my personal experience, the the time frame is always shorter when you have a really big reason why and you're prepared to allow it to take a lifetime and it always comes in much shorter.
0: What have you realized about your priorities at this time? Health is a massive priority in my life.
1: And also self-care and self-preservations I have a an awareness and and a high intuition about what is what my body likes and and what it doesn't and I will listen to myself first above anyone else it doesn't matter how persuasive they are if it doesn't sit with me then I'm I won't do it I always trust my you know sort of like that gut that gut feel that's you know they're my my two main priorities. once I learned to to actually get really quiet and listen to my body and I didn't understand what it was saying initially and I made a lot of mistakes because I'm like well oh, perhaps it's saying this or perhaps it's saying that but through that trial and error and making a lot of mistakes, my body and I learned how to have a conversation and that's why now in my video business, you know, I use that intuitiveness and sense as my body being my barometer. And it's been one of the greatest gifts that mm. I've received from my illnesses, yeah.
0: And if you could talk to your 20-year-old self, what would you share with her to put her on the path to lifelong well-being? To trust yourself
1: and that you are enough. When she had dreams and, and you know, the times of, you know, imagination and daydreaming and those sort of things to really embody that, and, and to follow, mm. to follow those those dreams and to be true to herself. You know, even if other people are going, oh, that seems a bit crazy, just make steps towards it, you know. Just because you want to be a, an astronaut when, when you're five doesn't mean you'll end up being an astronaut, but the steps that you take and the, the goals that get set along the way, you'll find what it is that you're meant to find. You, you, but if you don't ever take the action to take a chance and to take a leap of faith and have a go you're never going to find out what it is that is your greatness of what is that is that unique thing that you bring to the world you won't find it unless you unless you go on a journey you know I mean my journey started with with visual arts and painting and and I went into construction and mining and and it looked so polar opposite. (laughs) Yet, you know, all of those skills and everything that I learned from all of those industries and my illnesses have, have brought me to the learning that I've needed right where I am now to be able to, you know, help people create the impact with their message that they, you know, that they can. But if I didn't follow my own truth first and walk my path, I would never have been in a situation that I am in now.
0: And what are your tips for living fabulously, Sue Ellen? You know the the first one is to
1: is to always trust yourself and to trust your instincts. So, like, be aware of of what you're putting into your body, what you're fueling your body, because what you what you what you put into your body is setting you up for future years. You might not see the impact right now, but you will in future years to come. So it's really important to to really focus on your body. The other thing is to focus on like your spirit. Like if you're going through, you know, like a, a tough time in life, like what are, your, what are your top five personal medicine items, you know, and it's different, they're different for everyone. So, you know, for me, you know, drinking a cup of tea, like ginger tea uh, in the sun is just something that every time I do it, my whole body just goes... <gasps> Oh, and I can feel my body relax. You know that anytime that your body does that, oh, you know that, oh, that's so good. That's one of your personal medicine items. So start to identify what they might be. And when you find them, incorporate them into your life. You know, one of the big ones for me when I was recovering from chronic pain was I used to take my shoes off, walk onto the the green lawn, stand in the sun and put my arms up and just breathe, deeply breathe in the the sun and the the beautiful country air. And I would stand there and I would just feel like feel my feet on the the earth feel my feel the grass between my toes and whenever i went into that and just intense gratitude whenever i went into that moment i was pain free so i use my personal medicine as little moments of stepping stones to get me through the tough times so just because a person's life is is in a storm a certain time and they're going through pain and, and, you know, and sometimes suffering, quite often suffering, then your personal medicine are those little stepping stones that, that are moments of relief, that are moments of enjoyment. Because you don't need to be, you know, really in pain the whole time. You can have a laugh with a friend, you know, you can enjoy a moment. And then what happens is those moments simply start to join up. Over time, and then then the balance of your life starts to switch from from the doldrums to to empowering. You know that was one of the big things that big takeaways that I that I got was that yes, I'm in control of my attitude. I can't change the fact that my body isn't functioning right now, but I can I can start my journey and I can I can you know I can enjoy as much of this as I can. I can go buy a hammock and I can lounge about in a hammock in the sun and enjoy parts of not being able to do something so it's like how do I shift my my focus and another thing is to find another way so what I mean by that is you know for example I wanted this I wanted this vegetable garden where I could grow all my organic vegetables yeah I was fatigued I couldn't get up off the couch like how was I gonna make a garden so I got creative and I invited all my friends over, and I said, We're going to have a working bee. My parents put on a barbecue, so we fed them and watered them. And you know, at the end of that day, I had a garden. Did I physically dig the garden? No, I didn't physically dig it, I didn't lift anything, and it's very different to how I thought I would have one. So, you know, sometimes if there's a if there's something that you want and that you want to achieve, there might be another way of getting what you want that's different yeah. to how you thought. And, and, yeah, that's getting really creative on that. It's like, okay, well, I want this, but I'm physically not capable of doing that. Well, there's always a way. There's always another way. You just might not be able to see it right now,
0: but it'll come to you. In closing, I just wanted to say you can find Sue Ellen Corden at her website, which is wwwsues and you can also find her on Facebook. Sue Ellen, thank you so much for sharing your journey, and I really feel inspired by a lot of the things you said and my takeaways are that we are in control of our lives that if we just focus on what's right and good in our lives we can build upon and expand on that and to give you that hope for the future find your non-negotiable goal in your life and put focus on it so thank you so much for your time today thank you very much Bev thank you so much for listening and you can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Have you heard about Sleep Timber? This will be a month to focus on restorative sleep and it's a month packed with so much goodness for you. To get notified of all the events, head to my Facebook page and sign up to join a movement of sleep lovers. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.